Hello, everybody, and welcome back to First and Goal, the hardest hitting up and coming ACC and SEC football podcast on the internet today. It is Wednesday, December the 7th, in the year 2022. And, guys, if you haven't noticed, there is all kinds of news going around the damn league. Transfer portal has gone absolutely ballistic. We just have free agency, it's not transfer portal anymore. We got coaches bouncing all over the place like a damn bunch of bouncy balls at a kid's playhouse. If you're parents, you know what I'm talking about. And on top of that, I mean, we got the college football playoffs getting lined up. Everything's wrote down. Some teams feeling like they got shafted. Some teams squeaking in there by the hair on their ass. So, that being said, we're going to jump in these things. But before we do... Can't, can't forget, man. I got to introduce my co-host, Big Rob. What's going on, everybody? Man, oh, man. What an exciting weekend it was with conference play, championship plays all over the place, man. Really enjoyable. Monday came, and, man, the portal went crazy. <clears throat> I think they said by 8 o'clock p.m. on Monday, there was already a 1,000 kids in the portal. Yeah, man. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if there was a damn thousand kids in the portal. There's a ton of players out there, man. I mean, just all over the nation. Just, it's like a wildfire. It, I've never seen nothing like it in my entire life, in my entire time of watching college football, covering college football. Never seen anything like this. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> like you said before, it's just, it just seems like free agency. The biggest bidder up for grabs and just craziness, but we'll get into that here in just a, a little while. But how about we talk about these uh, these conference champions? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. First things first, the SEC championship game. Georgia took on LSU in the Georgia Dome. And I got a quick question about that. I mean, I'm big on traditions, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, I'm starting to wonder if these SEC championship games, they should almost do it kind of like the NFL does the Super Bowl every year. Let's... Let's rotate it around different stadiums. I mean, if you end up in the championship and it's in that stadium by the luck of the draw, then have at it. But I'm sorry, but Georgia, two years in a row in the Georgia Dome. Now, granted, they did lose last year. But this year, that was that was a home field advantage. It was not fair whatsoever. Let's be honest. That is not neutral. Home field advantage if I ever saw one, man. I mean, it was just – it just looked like – Georgia just took over the stadium. I mean, you hardly ever really saw any LSU colors out there in the stands. No, no, you really didn't. I mean, the noise was a huge factor in that game, without a doubt. Nussmeyer, the quarterback who filled in for uh, Jaden Daniels for LSU, he, to me, it looked like he was rattled the whole game from the crowd noise. And that Georgia defense, I mean, let's be honest, it's ridiculous and to say the least, it was not much of a ball game from the moment it kicked off. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, the defense just ate it up, man. LSU really couldn't do anything. They just looked confused from the word go. And I don't know, man. I think this is the worst game that I've seen LSU play to, to this day, even including the losses. <clears throat> no, nah, that Tennessee game was worse. Yeah, I forgot about that Tennessee game. Right <laughs> yeah. Game. Crap kick out in that game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, LSU man, they just they were outmanned and outgunned this one. I mean, 
you hate to say it as a feel-good story, good little Cinderella story. Hey, they can win this game and maybe still find a way to squeak their way in the playoffs, which that kind of got thrown out the window against Texas A&M and Jimbo that last game of the season. But it was still a really feel-good story to see LSU come out of the SEC West and get to the championship game. I mean, who in the hell in the preseason would have guessed of all the teams in the West, the LSU was going to be the one to win the SEC West. Absolutely, man. I mean, <clears throat> you start, you come in with a brand new coach in the league, and you just you've lost a lot of players due to attrition. People hitting the portal, you're getting recruits in. Um, so, I mean, you know, my first guess would have been Texas A&M or Arkansas or even Mississippi State, but LSU, you know, to me, they would have been around Auburn, you know, right around that area. Yeah, absolutely, man. It just – it really blew, blew me away, honestly. But hats off to them for making it that far, but Saturday night was not your night by no means. Not at all, man. You got big five bold on. Absolutely. With that being said, Georgia does clinch the number one seed in the NCAA playoffs. That locks them in there with the likes of Michigan at number two, mm-hmm. TCU at number three, and Ohio State at number four. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Going to be a, an interesting contest, to say the least. I mean, to me, we'll, we'll go into a little bit more of that after we talk a little bit about the ACC championship game. All right. <laughs> That'll work. Well, um, yeah, we'll discuss ACC championship game then real quick. Go ahead. Yeah, my, my apologies, but Clemson took on North Carolina in the championship game, and I have to admit, I was wrong. You were right. Clemson comes up with the victory, man, and just a lot of turnovers on you know for North Carolina, and they just they couldn't get anything going. No, man, I that's what I was trying to tell you last week is. North Carolina's defense just not going to hold up that Clemson offense. That North Carolina offense, as good as it is, has not played a defense like Clemson's all season. Has not faced nothing like it. And I told you, plain and simple, after the South Carolina game, B.J. Leonway, if he came out there and played, and started that game off rough, he was going to be replaced. There was no way Davo was going to let him go through another game and take a chance of risking that championship. And I also said, if Cade Klubnick came in that game, it was going to be very bad news for Tar Heel fans. And it absolutely was, man. <coughs> Hats off to that kid. He played a hell of a game. Just getting that ball over the, all over the yard. Shipley just – you couldn't stop Shipley. No, Shipley, he's one of the running backs that just runs angry every time he has the ball. He is a joy to watch on the field. I'm not even a Clemson fan, guys, but you got to give Will Shipley credit. That is a hell of a running back. Oh, absolutely, man, absolutely. He's definitely going to be playing Sundays. Oh, no doubt. What's bad is he's going to be playing Saturdays for another year. Yeah. Scary thought. Very scary thought. But – yeah, North Carolina, it's just once again, it comes down to Mac Brown, can you seal the deal? It's like you can, you can get them so far, but towards the, every, 
since he's been there, the end of the season has not been their strong point. They start off pretty strong every year. Hell, last year, or was it two years ago? It was last year. They did not start off strong at all. Open season up with a loss in Blacksburg. Mm-hmm. But uh, this season, man, it just... For, as the season went on further, the last couple of games, things started to unravel a little bit and come apart. and just can't put it together. I, just, I don't know what the deal is exactly. Yeah, they can't play 12 games. They, they can't put 12 games together. For whatever reason it is, it seems like they can still either start out fast and like a skyrocket up to about that 7th or 8th game, and then they're coming down, man. There's, there's, no, there's no gradual increase with them. No, there's really not. I mean, hell, they saw seed off me at one point. I think they were, what, 8-1? and one? Yeah, 8-1, and one, I believe. At one point, see, I mean, they, they were looking really, really good. They were looking like they could be an ACC championship, hell, possible playoff contender. At least had her name in the discussion. But once again, it just fell apart. I hate it for it. And then on top of all that, you find out after that game, you're hearing rumors – and these are rumors, nothing official, but you're hearing rumors that the ACC Rookie of the Year, Drake May, is looking at entering the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. And I told you, I said, man, I, said, I don't see it. Yeah. I, there's no way he has that great of a season in his first year. Uh-oh. <laughs> there's no way he has a great season like that in his first year with North Carolina. And then leaves. And then lo and behold, we get news right before you get over here this evening for the podcast that Phil Longo, the offensive coordinator there, has packed up his bags and he's heading to Wisconsin. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Wisconsin, he goes, man. Big Ten Conference. I hate it for North Carolina because, you know, I feel like they were just on the verge of figuring it all out. They, The defense, I think, was the biggest problem. So now they're going to have to start it all over, possibly without their, their starting quarterback. A new OC, they're going to have to figure a lot of things out going forward. Yeah, man, because, I mean, that's what, that's what I was getting at is the OC's leaving, and when you hear that and you've already heard these rumors about Drake May leaving now, it's really got me thinking. Uh, there's a lot more momentum on the side and a lot better chance of him leaving than him staying at this point. And the way NIL is, there's so many teams who are looking for quarterbacks now, so many quarterbacks in the portal. I mean, and then after the season he had, he can he can pick a place. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <clears throat> so it's just very very tough, very tough. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, man, any Power Five school that talks to the kid has has a chance. And I'm pretty sure he, I'm pretty sure he grew up a huge Alabama fan. Mm-hmm. And Bryce Young's going to the draft. Yep. Not looking good. Not looking good for the Tar Heels. Not at all. Not at all. <clears throat> it's just frustrating. But we're gonna we're gonna discuss NIL in a few minutes. Back to the college football playoffs. <laughs> we're just all over the place tonight, guys. We're just talking football. We're bouncing around, rattling off thoughts. Yeah, absolutely, man. But uh, back to the playoffs, man. I mean, you got Georgia at number one seed, Michigan number two, number three TCU, the Horn Frogs, and number four Ohio State. And my question. With this is, how is a team 
this ranked number three lose to a team that's not even in the top ten, and you don't even drop a single spot. Right. And they're saying, oh, they're trying not to count conference championship games, but the way I look at it is, guys, the Big 12 is not a powerhouse right now, by no means. No. The Big 12's down. It's been down for quite some time. Yep. If you can't beat a Big 12 team that's not even the number one Big 12 team, as far as rankings goes. What are you going to do against Georgia? Right. What are you going to do against Michigan? Exactly. It's just... It, I find it extremely disrespectful. Because... I don't know. I, I'm getting frustrated just thinking about it. TCU's been a good story. This year, don't get me wrong. It's been a fun story. And, I mean, they've earned the right to go play in a a Cotton Bowl or a Sugar Bowl or something. Mm -hmm. A Rose Bowl, whatever's not a playoff game. They they deserve a New Year's Six game. But to be a playoff contender, I mean, what's your thoughts on this, man? I just... So I can understand to a point where they're coming from because TCU is a one-loss team. So to not include them in the playoffs would be just a little bit of a slap to the face. I understand that to a point. But not only do you need to look at win-loss record, but you also need to look at the strength of schedule. And let's be let's be real here. Who's TCU beat? Exactly, and I mean, you look at the wins they've had. They've had a lot of struggle wins, very close wins mm-hmm. over some not-so-good teams. And I'm sorry, the way I look at it, when I think of teams in the playoffs, all right, when I think of Georgia and I say, okay, if I lined up Georgia against Clemson today on a neutral field, I'm going to pick Georgia to win. Yeah. If I pick Georgia to line up against, hell, LSU, Tennessee, Alabama, on a neutral field, I'm picked on the win. South Carolina, we've already seen this. They're going to win. <laughs> but when I think of TCU, I'm like, if I took TCU and they played Alabama today on a neutral field before all the transfers, I'm picking Alabama. Yeah. If I pick TCU against Tennessee today on a neutral field. I'm going with Tennessee every time. Yep. I mean, I, to be 110% awesome with you guys, if I put TCU up against Duke today on a neutral field. I'm taking Duke. I'm, I'm taking the Blue Devils. Yeah. The Blue Devils, not the Blue Devils, the Blue Devils. The Blue Devils. Yeah, I mean, I just – and I don't understand even why they, they didn't drop down to number four. I could see keeping them in, in the playoffs, but because Ohio State was a one-loss team. But come on, man. I mean, to keep them at number three, no change at all, that's just that's ludicrous. And with that loss, I mean, you're looking at teams on the outside looking in, Alabama, Tennessee, 
I think we've already figured out that they're actually more of a competition with the other three teams than what TCU is. Absolutely. Hell, the ways of the season into South Carolina, I think, would be a more formidable opponent for Michigan or Ohio State or Georgia than TCU would be. Right, exactly. Ain't nothing against them, man, but it's just... It's kind of like back in the day when Boise State used to have all those undefeated seasons. And there's a small little fan base of Boise State fans. They're all sitting there, oh, we should be the national champion. We should be playing for a national championship. We're undefeated. And then I think it was like two seasons later after them having back-to-back undefeated seasons, they played. I'm trying to remember who the hell they played. It was a college name that damn good. Yeah, I don't remember. It's been a while. I want to say it was an SEC school. Not an ACC school. I can't remember who it was. Hell, it might have been a Big Ten team. I can't remember who it was, but I remember they played them, and they just got absolutely embarrassed. Right. And then they won out the rest of the season, but as soon as they played a team with a ball, uh, with a pulse, they got waxed clean off the field. It's just, uh, I don't understand it. Yeah. Any whatsoever. And the thing is, it comes off rigged to me because you say TCU lost a game. They didn't drop any in the rankings whatsoever. Right. But Southern California loses a game. They're out of the playoffs. Right. And do I think Southern California deserved the playoff spot? Absolutely not. But do I find it a bit ironic how this team gets to stay, but another team gets kicked out to make room for a historic program with a lot of money like Ohio State? Right. And let's be honest, Big Ten, everybody's saying, oh, we need, there's going to be two SEC teams in this thing. This doesn't happen a couple times. Everybody's complaining. Now all of a sudden you got two Big Ten teams in there. Mm hmm. I mean, come on, guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a little strange, especially with what they're talking about, the super conferences. Hell, I fully expected – I fully expected TCU fall out and for an Alabama or a Tennessee to get up in the top four. That way it's an SEC versus Big Ten championship series to see who's the better power conference. Yeah, absolutely. To me, it's just – it's not – it's not right. No. It's not right. I feel like TCU, I mean, would I love to see TCU, and don't get wrong, guys, it's an SEC podcast. <laughs> I'm rooting for the SEC team here. But at the same time, if TCU wouldn't want it all, more power to them. Absolutely, man. It would be a great story ending for them. Absolutely, man. I'd be tickled to death for them. But the truth of the matter is, they're going to be another Notre Dame. Honestly, I think three out of the four teams in the playoffs this year is going to be another Notre Dame. <laughs> I think they – I honestly feel like the playoffs this year, I'm not even that excited for it because Michigan's going to play T- TCU. And in all honesty, I think TCU's going to give Michigan a fit. If Ohio State played Michigan again, which I think that's what everybody was really hoping and wanting to see. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be a close game. But 
Georgia versus Michigan? No. Yeah. I, I see a blowout. Yeah. Georgia versus Ohio State, another blowout. Yeah. yeah. Ohio State's going to – I think Ohio State, if they play loose, they might can give them a little run early on. But as the game goes on, Georgia's depth is going to take over and just wear them down and beat them up. And, well, not only that, man, but, I mean, we saw a Michigan game. Physicality is not Ohio State's strong point right now. Not only that, but they just they don't have a defense that will play full, four full quarters. Absolutely not. Stetson Bennett's on fire oh, yeah. right now. He is absolutely on fire. Oh, yeah. But Georgia and TCU, I think that would be a damn slaughter. A damn slaughter. Absolutely. It's just bad matchup. Bad matchup teams in the playoffs this year. I mean, I, I hate Clemson. Clemson's our arch nemesis. But Clemson with Kate Klubnick, I think, would be a better game for Georgia than any of the other schools in the playoffs right now. Yeah. I think Tennessee with uh, Joe Milton playing quarterback. I think that's his name, Joe Milton. I believe so. I think they would be a better matchup than any of these teams in the playoffs right now. It's just, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Shitty situation. It's not going to be a good mix of football. Yeah, absolutely right. You're 100% correct there, man. I mean, it's just. It's not going to be a good national championship game. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, I fully, you know, intend to see Georgia win the Ohio State game. We'll go into details later for our official predictions. But that's I think that's going to be a good game up to halftime. And then after halftime, Georgia takes over. Michigan, you may as well just give them the bye week because they're just going to run through TCU, in my opinion. And then you're going to have Georgia versus Michigan. I don't know. Yeah, and that Michigan offense is not set up to play Georgia's defense. Absolutely not. It's just... I don't know. I'm not a fan of it, guys. Not a fan of it at all. But that being said, let's discuss some of this news we got going on, man. You want to discuss the coaching changes first or yeah, transfers? Absolutely, man. Let's let's just talk uh, a little bit about the the coaching changes, man. Yeah. Not only do we have free agency going on, but we also have a absolute crazy coaching carousel going on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. As we all know, Scott Satterfield saw the writing on the wall. He said a few bad seasons, and he decided to pack up his bags and go to Cincinnati. I, I, I'm blown away that he got offered. Yeah. I'm, I, I am astounded by that in all honesty. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, he just – Coming into this season, man, it was expected that Louisville would be just an outstanding team, possibly some competition, and it's just they fell flat on their faces. And you can only blame the coaching in this situation. And, you know, with that being said, you know, he's just not – I just I don't see how he got offered the job. I can't – Weaker conference. Yeah. Have to be. That's that's all it is to me. There's an opportunity to go play against less competition. I mean, 
He did good when he was at Appalachian State. I think he actually did he coach at Cincinnati at one time. I don't think he coached at Cincinnati. But I think he's from the area. I think he coached somewhere else besides Appalachian State before he came to Louisville. I could be wrong. But uh, in these lower conferences, he's known for beating teams he shouldn't beat. Right. Doing pretty good at that level. But playing tough competition week in, week out, he has not done well. No, not at all. That's not on the ground. No, 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 no. Definitely not. But with Satterfield, in surprising news today, Purdue's offensive coach, or not offensive coach, excuse me, head coach, decides to take a job back to his alma mater. Alma mater, coming back to Louisville, Jeff Brom, former quarterback, is taking over the Louisville head coaching job. Uh, I think that's going to be a great fit. Absolutely. I'm telling you what, Purdue, they haven't been a national championship contender team, but uh, he has gotten a lot out of that team. They have played some really good football. They have played some very tough physical football hung in there in some games. I mean, you look at that Big Ten championship against Michigan. The second half, I mean, Michigan did wear them down and mm-hmm. put it on pretty good in the second half of that game, but the first two quarters, Bo Purdue was going blow for blow with them. They really were, man. They were a physical team. I mean, they ran the ball well, which is a good thing, you know, to bring into the Louisville area. But, you know, also the quarterback play was awesome. I mean, they were, you know, like you said, punch for punch. I mean, it was it was just back to back. And, you know, I just – I feel like personally that bringing this mentality into Louisville is going to do them a world of good. And, you know, they need to play physical, especially if they want to beat their in-state rival, Kentucky. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And uh, also, we already discussed North Carolina's offensive coordinator. He's leaving. Yes, sir. South Carolina, their offensive coordinator. He packed his bags up. He's heading to Nebraska. Yep. It's it's crazy. Deion Sanders, how about him? Going to Colorado. (laughs) Old Neon Deion in Colorado. Prime time. Yes, sir. I'm excited. Well, I, I've <laughs> I have never been a Colorado fan. I mean, I've watched a lot of their games over years growing up and all. So when I was growing up, they're still a pretty decent team. But for the better half of the last decade, that program has been in the dumpster. Yes, sir. And I'm I'm already itching for next season. I, I'm kind of curious and want to see what this program does. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean. How about that meeting that he had with the team, the words, the speech? Look here, bro. I'm 30 years old, and I was ready to hit the transfer portal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I'm ready to run through a damn wall. I'm like, shit, yeah, here we go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Talking about he brings his own baggage. Yeah, I'm right. Then I went and jumped up off the couch and about pulled a muscle in the back. I was like, oh, <laughs> hell. Let's sit my fat ass down real quick. <laughs> Ain't as young as he used to be. There you go. But, yeah, man, I mean, Dion, I think, is going to do good in Colorado. Man, that conference is yeah, – better watch out because there's a new sheriff in town, I believe. Yeah, I agree 120% with you. And that's a big move because I'm going to tell you right now, a lot of kids want to play for him. Yeah. I mean, last year he took the number one recruit in the nation. Mm-hmm. 
and got them to come to Jackson State. So yeah. you get a school with the money behind it, like Colorado, who is the way it sounds, they are fully committed to get this program fixed. Yeah, they got some really great looking facilities out there. Got a lot of history in that program. You think this isn't going to shake a lot of things up in the ACC and SEC and some of these kids? I would not be surprised at all to see them out there in Colorado. Well, there's a lot of kids decommitting right now because of this move. Exactly. Yeah. So, big shake of just Honestly, it's hard for us with this podcast this evening, guys, in all reality, just because there's so much going on. And it's all happening just so fast. I mean, as we speak, we're probably missing news right now. Oh, I guarantee it. I mean, every time you jump on social media, every time you look on ESPN, every time you look everywhere, there's another transfer. There's another coach on the move. There's yeah. another decommitment. Yeah. I went to bed last night about 11 o'clock. I woke up this morning about <coughs> six or seven people already hit the transfer portal just overnight. Hell, I think about 12 of them hit the portal throughout the day today while working just notable big-name programs yeah. starting kids, too. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Speaking of transfer portal, man, you got some names wrote down, I believe, for some big names that hit the portal. There's probably a few missing that have already yeah, hit it since we talked, but what you got there? So, us being South Carolina fans, we're just going to go ahead and address the elephant in the room. Jaheim Bell, Austin Stodner, gone to the portal. Yeah, that's going to be a pretty significant loss, South Carolina. I mean, Jaheim Bell is an extremely talented player. The talent is there 120%. Austin Stogner, immense talent. Stogner had a great, great talent. I think he also had a lot of great character about him. Definitely had some leadership qualities. Just played well in every aspect of the game. Very selfless player. The Jaheim Bell move, I don't know. It almost didn't surprise me. It surprised me. It bothered me at first. And, guys, he's a kid, so I'm not, I'm not going to knock nobody for following their dreams, doing whatever they're doing. They're kids. But in a program like South Carolina is where it's above all else, Love your brother. Love your team. The team's a family. The team comes before anything. Right. And with Gene Bell, I just I seen a lot of individual. Even when the team's winning, you're still seeing family members and stuff on social media complaining about well, my kid didn't get the ball today. Right. Well, help team one. The team finished the year eight and four. Finished right inside the top twenty. It's pretty damn respectable considering you had two wins yep. two seasons ago. Yep. But instead, it's well, my kid didn't get the ball enough this year. I mean, when you got players on a team, you got Juice Wells out there, Josh Van, you got Jalen Brooks, Xavier Leggett, Kerry on Joyner, Marshawn Lloyd, Christian Bill Smith, Nate Atkins, Juju McDowell. Austin Stogner. <laughs> I can go on. Yeah. I mean, I can go on and on and on. That's, that's offense loaded with playmakers, which, by the way, 8-4 is an incredible season. But when you sit here and think of all those playmakers, it's like, what in the hell is going on with this offense for the majority of the season? But they really got to gather towards that in there. Yeah, absolutely, man. But 
I never once seen Marshawn Lloyd on social media complaining about having to share touches with Juju McDowell or Christian Bill Smith. Right. Christian Bill Smith was the number one running back in Wake Forest. Number one running back. Yep. Came here. Hell, he was number two, sometimes number three back. Yeah, well, if you think back on it, though, I mean, when CBS or Juju would score, who would be the first one on the sidelines congratulating him? Marshawn Lloyd. Yes, sir. I'll say, man, I mean, a lot of selflessness, and I'm not going to call this – I'm not going to call this individual selfish because he's a young man. I mean, what he's going through right now in his life at that age – God only knows. Yeah. I mean, he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders. Yeah. But to South Carolina fans upset, my argument for you is this. Would you rather have a man on that field who's going to go to war and willing to sacrifice blood, sweat, and tears for the team? Or would you rather have a man who could get blown out 35 to 7, but he's got 100 yards on the day and a t- he's got the one touchdown. He's going to the locker room happy. I mean, which. Yeah. Um, it, in football, guys, this is a team sport. Yes, sir. Deion Sanders at best in hell. A little bit of coaching I've done, I've always said the same thing. When I look out there, when I look at the team, I don't want to see names. I don't want to see, oh, I, this is, I like this kid here. I like this kid here. I want you all to be equal. Yes, I want sir. to see the team. Yes, sir. They're all brothers. They're all equals. I don't care. The running back can have 250 yards before touchdowns. I'm going to be over here high-fiving the offensive line. Good job to y'all. Oh, yeah. Because without y'all, that running back ain't doing jack. Or the wide receiver's blocking. If the receiver's. If a receiver's got 150 yards on the day receiving and two touchdowns, you know what? I'm a high five that offensive line. Good job pass blocking. High five to quarterback. Hey man, great job getting the ball to him. Go to these other receivers. Hey, great job on your routes helping pull the coverage off of that receiver, confusing the secondary. Yep. There's 11 men on the field because it takes 11 men to make this thing work. You can't have 10 guys on the field and one man. Not willing to put in the same sacrifice that the other guys are. He can't have you can't have one man on the field whose motives are not the same as the other ten guys. Yeah. Because nine times out of ten, that defense you're playing, all eleven of those guys is coming after you. Yes, sir. There ain't ten of them. There's yes, eleven. Sir. So as soon as you got one player that's not hundred percent bought in, you're outnumbered. Absolutely. Absolutely one hundred percent agree. To quote Kai Kroger, all we got is all we need. And for Jaheim Bell to exit like this, it just makes room for Trayvon Kenyon to be able to step up. And he has had a lot of good games this year. You know, a few catches here and there, but he's actually made a difference. I mean, look at the spring game that he had also this year, too. So. That's going to leave room for him to grow. He's also a good blocking back from what I saw. Uh, wide receiver, or tight end, whatever. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of upside. That's exactly right. I mean, like I said, I'm not going to condemn this man for doing what he's doing. Hey, I wish him nothing but success. 
nothing but happiness and love wherever he goes. I hope he balls out of control. I hope he goes to the NFL and gives people hell for years coming. I appreciate every single one of his contributions while he was at South Carolina. Oh, absolutely. But the way you got to think of this guy, if you're a South Carolina fan, all right, if Steven Garcia didn't have all the trouble that he had while he was there, you never know who Connor Shaw was. Exactly. If Connor Shaw didn't get injured, you'd never known Dylan Thompson. Yep. If Alshon Jeffrey didn't get banged up a few times, you'd have never known Ace Sanders. Yep. Marcus Lattimore didn't go down. You wouldn't have never heard of Mike Davis. You'd have never heard of Brandon Wilds. Right. I mean, the list goes on and on, man. It's it's got to be next man up mentality. I mean, Miami. You look at the Hurricanes last <laughs> last year in 20, 2021, All right. If De'Ara King doesn't go down with injury, you never see Tyler Van Dyke on the field starting last season. Right. Charleston Rambo. Right. It's the next man up. Where one man leaves, there's an opportunity. When one door closes, another one's always open. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And people that take a personal... There's an old quote from a NASCAR driver, Richard Petty. Puts quote, it's a great way to live by. Don't ever put a question mark where God puts a period. I love it. I love it. So don't question it, guys. Just wish him his best. Wish him best. Wish him nothing but success. Move forward. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. So, uh, what other transfers you got? We're going to talk about probably the biggest surprise to me that I saw the other day, and that was Devin O'Leary from North Carolina State entered the portal. And to have the year that Devin O'Leary has had and the year before that, to leave North Carolina State. Especially after going down with an injury, man. You got unfinished business. Yeah. It's just a big surprise to me. Yeah, very talented quarterback, without a doubt, man. And whoever gets him, you're landing one hell of an athlete. I mean, one hell of a football player. Yes, sir. Absolutely, man. I mean, he's, he's going to do well someplace else. I just hate that it's not North Carolina State, man, because, I mean, that was Mr. North Carolina State. Yeah, it really was. It really was. I just I hate to see him leave, but once again, when the door opens, or when the door closes. No, the door opens. I mean, hell, you've seen the back quarterback. He came into the season. He played pretty well. Yeah. He played damn well. Yep. So, wish him well wherever he goes. Hopefully, it's somewhere in the ACC or the SEC. I feel like it most likely will be. But I'm excited to see what he does going forward, wherever he lands. And I'm excited to see what NC State does going forward, see what the next man up can do. Absolutely, man. One transfer that I'm very excited about. And, guys, if you think tampering's not going on, I'm just going to go ahead and call BS on that. Phil Jerkovic announced that he was transferring from Boston College, entering transfer portal. And a whopping, what, six hours later? Yeah, something like that. Wasn't very long at all. He was done deal with Pittsburgh. Yes, sir. Signed, sealed, delivered. That's going to be one to watch. Jerkovic has not had the the greatest last three years in Boston College. He's been battling a lot of injuries. But he has had one of the worst offensive lines in all college football. And this year here, it was 
probably the worst offensive line play I've ever seen in football, period. Yeah, absolutely, man. He's going to have some good weapons around him, too. Great quarterback coach. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) You know, of course, Pitt has to say it, but they come out and they said that, you know, he's not going to be the instant starter. He is going to have to compete. Bullshit. You ain't bringing him in for for, for him to sit the bench. Absolutely not. Pitt's quarterback transferred. Yes, sir. He in the portal. Yes, sir. Eden Slovis. I mean, that open, like you said, when one door closes, another one opens. And I'll tell you right now, Jerkovic is a he is an elite arm talent. He really is. When he's got time to throw, this guy puts a beautiful spin on the ball. He can put the ball in any place on the field. Mm-hmm. And he's got the athleticism to match it for a big frame guy. He can really run and move well. Yes, so, sir. That's going to be a very dangerous combination up there in Pittsburgh. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I wouldn't see. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised to see Pitt go back to an ACC championship. No, with I Jerkovic. I wouldn't either. Wouldn't surprise me in the least bit. Yeah, but I mean, speaking of tampering, man. I mean, hell, it wouldn't. I saw. I was watching the portal. Keaton Slovis enters the portal, and it wouldn't even an hour and a half or two hours later when I messaged you saying, "Hey, Jerkovic's going to Pitt." Yeah. I mean, it was it was that fast. I mean, it was a blink of an eye. It really wasn't. I mean, there's no way you get a deal done that quick. No. Without talking a little bit beforehand. So, tampering is out of sure. I mean, hell, look at Michigan's quarterback. Yeah. He already this is a done deal going to Iowa. Yeah. And when he announced it, it was before you technically were allowed to even discuss with players. It was not even in the time period. Yeah. So, tampering? <laughs> I mean, and there's really not much the NCAA is going to be able to do to stop it, unfortunately. No, they created this monster. And the monster is already bigger than the NCAA itself. I'm, I'm be honest with you guys. NCAA is pretty much history as yeah. we know it. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt at all. And just moving on with our theme of the night, when one – Door closes, another one opens. DJ Uyungle has entered the portal. Everybody saw this coming, especially after the play the other night. But uh, he's going to be—he's going to go somewhere and be be great too. Yeah, absolutely, man. He caught a lot of grief from Clemson fans. And guys, I get it. He had some games where he was off, where he struggled, but. Clemson, you guys are spoiled. I'm just going to be honest with you. you. You have been massively spoiled. I mean, you went from Deshaun Watson to Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. I mean, two first-round picks in the NFL. Yeah. And quarterback. That doesn't happen, guys. No. And really, I mean, he's a five-star talent for a reason. He was the number one quarterback in his class. So, this guy's played great football. He's played great football for Clemson. There's been games out there where, hell, he looked like a damn Heisman contender. It just hasn't quite been the consistency that he needed. And another thing for you guys to remember, too, y'all had a new OC this year. Mm-hmm. It's going to be more difficult for this guy because of having a new offense coordinator. Cade Klubnick, this is the only OC he knows. Right. He didn't have a playbook last year, and then comes in this. He's riding with what he knows. Yep. So... 
coaching changes, it, it, it makes a big difference. And you get DJ Uliungle in the right program with the right stability, a fan base that doesn't have the expectations of a number one overall pick going to the NFL. I think he can still he still has time to turn around and still become a great player. I, I think he's going to do it. Oh, absolutely, man, absolutely. Especially if he lands somewhere like an NC State uh, who needs a quarterback, uh, maybe a Virginia or a Virginia Tech. Yeah, Virginia, Virginia Tech. Um, hell, Georgia Tech. I mean, if he goes to Virginia, reuniting with Tony Elliott. Yes, sir. I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen. No, I wouldn't be surprised either, especially after Brennan Armstrong <laughs> hit the transfer portal. <laughs> Another great quarterback. Yes, sir. Some, somebody's getting a hell of a quarterback there. Oh, absolutely. That dude's a freaking stud. Every All these quarterbacks are great, man. Yeah. I mean, this was the year of the quarterback in the ACC, and apparently this is the year of the quarterback transfer in the ACC. And, I mean, on top of all this, too, one thing people's got to remember also is Wake Forest. I mean, Sam Hartman, is he coming back next year? It hasn't been announced yet. Yep. They have they have turned loose numerous NFL quarterbacks out of that program, doing a great job developing. Wouldn't be surprised to see somebody try to get there. Yeah. And I've actually heard rumors of Wake Forest's offensive coordinator possibly moving on. Really? Yes, sir. I would be very interested to know where he's going. Yes, sir. I mean, it's been rumored with a few teams, maybe some head coaching opportunities, some bigger school OC jobs. I mean, you just never know what could happen. Oh, yeah. Well, what else you got going on over there, man? All right. So, moving on, there is a wide receiver out of Missouri that has also entered the transfer portal that a lot of teams are going to be interested in. Yeah, the number one receiver. I'm trying to think. Is, I can't. I don't have his name. I ain't got it down probably, guys. I'm shooting straight from the hip tonight. I'm being honest with you. His name is Dominic Levette. Yes, love it. Love it. Yes, sir. He was a first-team All-SEC, ranked third overall in the ACC's wide receiver. You mean SEC? Or, yeah, SEC, excuse me. Yeah, that's going to be a freaking stud yes, for sir. somebody to get and It's just, I'm telling you, man, it's strange for Bombers. I'm, I'm over here dumbfounded. I mean, some of these guys are huge. They had incredible seasons with the team they're with. Yes, sir. And they're leaving. I mean, the almighty dollar is running rampant. You ain't kidding, man. I mean. It, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. It's just going to come down to whoever's booster funds can produce the money to be able to land kids like this. Well, I'll tell you something I've been thinking about today, too. A lot of these guys are saying, oh, these, these kids are going to Georgia. Oh, they're going to Bama. Oh, they're going to Texas A&M. Oh, they're going to Colorado. Throw all these names out there. There is one school that has spent more money in NIL than anybody. Yep. And that's down there in Florida. Yes, sir. And after the season you they had... It has not been a secret. They were talking about bringing in some more players, more experience. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised to see a bunch of these guys make a trip down south. Yep. To Florida. Miami. Miami Hurricanes. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. You yep. think about the money they spent in NIL. All kids that are not even there yet. Right. 
just to, just to get them to commit, or in some cases, to even just come down and to visit the campus. Exactly. So, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Hell, I don't even know where to go from here, honestly, in this episode, guys. Yeah, I mean, there's just, there's so many more that we can get into, but, I mean, there's just, it's changing. It's yes. constantly changing. It's hard for us to dive in depth on this guy. We're just doing an episode tonight. We're trying to keep y'all posted, stay in contact with y'all, give y'all what we know at the moment. I mean, we got a lot more transfers here, guys, but if we, if we try to roll through this list of names, I'll still be sitting here at 2 o'clock tomorrow. <laughs> well, not to mention they'll be adding about another 20 names by the time this podcast's over. We'll, we'll be sitting here until after the National Championship game. I mean, they're just going to yeah. keep, keep coming. Yes, sir. And the way it's looking, I mean, the floodgate is open, and it's just, they're coming. Yes, sir. Quick, fast, and in a hurry, sir. With all that being said, man, you got anything else you want to add to this one? I just hate that regular season's over. We're looking forward to the ball games now. I already miss it. I mean, we do have one game coming up this weekend, Army versus Navy. But other than that, man, we've got another week or two before the first bowl game. I'm already itching for some football. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know what you mean. I'm, I'm damn sure itching for some football myself. I'm excited for the bowl games, but I got to be honest with you, man. I mean, the season's winding down. And I, I said it the other night. Call me crazy, but I'm already excited for the spring. Yeah, absolutely. I'm already excited to see some of these freshmen, see some of these recruits, man. Get them out on the field. Let's see what they can do. Let's see some of the spring football. Hell, I'm, I'm excited, ready for ACC road trip again next year. <laughs> yes, sir. I mean, I love it. Yes, sir. Eat it, sleep, breathe it, man. Absolutely, man. And I know you're itching. You're just itching to get back into your recruiting. Yeah, the recruiting don't stop. Yes, sir. I know you love it. Y'all understand. I'll be getting messaged. My phone, I have to keep it plugged into the charger constantly at work in the off season. Because an hour will go by. If I don't look at my phone, I'll look down and I'll have about 30 alerts <laughs> all coming from Big Rob. Hey, man, check out this recruit. Oh, look at this one. Yep. Oh, boy. Hey, 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 we got another recruit over here. <laughs> Hashtag welcome home came in. Oh, man, North Carolina just got a hell of a recruit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, if only Mac Brown can do something with him. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, we appreciate you tuning in. Hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Like, share, subscribe. Tell your friends about it. Hit us up with a question. If you're pissed off with your team, if you hate the NIL, whatever, just hit us up. We don't care. We always shoot shit with you. We enjoy it. Till next time, though, how about keep those drinks cold and let's keep those chains moving.